Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua, from caring for our children to our seniors, from helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets, from learning the skills to get your GED, to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. And good Monday morning. You are listening to the United Way Community Connection Show on WSMN 1590 AM. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 AM talking about the nonprofits in our community. Each week we interview two different nonprofit organizations. These are organizations that are working week in and week out to create a community where we can all live and work that is healthier, happier, and more educated. A place where um, you know we want to raise our kids and uh, be just uh, pr- as proud of what we can do um, as possible. So when we interview these nonprofits each week, sometimes these are organizations that are large organizations that you know kind of everybody's heard of. Uh, those are you know sometimes organizations like Southern New Hampshire Health or St. Joseph's Hospital, the YMCA. Uh, even Boys and Girls Club, organizations that most everybody's heard of. And uh, when we do those interviews, we uh, you know, kind of highlight things that you might not know that they do. Um, so, you know, for example, Southern New Hampshire Health. Um, of course, it's a hospital. They have an ER. We go to the dock. We do surgery. But they also have an occasional um, senior supper that we'll talk about. Or they're really involved in other aspects of getting involved with the health of our community. So that's what we highlight with the organizations you have heard of. The organizations that you haven't heard of, well, we're going to talk about just exactly what their mission is, what they do, how they're changing lives. And, uh, you know, the whole purpose there is that we have a community which is uh, very giving. People like to give their time. People like to give their money. Um, donate donate and volunteer um, but it's hard to do that if you really don't know um, what the mission is of the organization and how they're how they're helping out so we try to connect people for that reason and if you hear something that you really like that resonates with you and your heart then you might want to get involved with that particular organization the other reason we do this is because everybody um, I believe that everybody um, pretty universally wants to be helping to their friends and neighbors and colleagues. And sometimes you'll hear about a situation that you just might not know how to connect somebody with, how to help out. And uh, by listening to the show every week, you know, throughout the course of a year, you're going to hear at least a hundred different nonprofits tell their story. And over the course of the past, uh, you know, three years or so that we've been doing this, we've had hundreds of nonprofit stories that have gotten told. If you listen on a regular basis, you're going to learn about those and be able to help out when you hear about that particular comment. Of course, I do always tell people that two on one is the best resource in town for, um, or for organization, for 
connecting people to organizations um, when you don't know. So when somebody calls me, I'm going to say, you know, there's this that I know of, but I don't know everything, and call 211 because that's the statewide free and confidential referral resource. So that's what's going on um, and why we're listening to this show this morning. Um, we're going to have a couple of great nonprofit stories to tell today. We've got Angel coming up in just a couple of minutes to talk about Mission Life. Angel was introduced to me by a friend of mine at BNI who's going on a mission trip with him. We're going to talk a little bit about how they're changing lives. And then we're going to have our friends back on from the Gate City Bicycle Co-op. Those guys are just awesome, helping people in the community to get uh, transportation that is on two wheels that they can pedal if they can't afford a bike. They're refurbing bikes and taking donations and just doing a fantastic job supporting the community in that way. And last but not least, we'll round out the hour with our friends from Marguerite's Place um, talking about how they're changing lives um, with uh, homeless mothers and uh, in their in their uh, transitional housing program, we're going to have their their new director Hannah on the show for the very first time. Hannah's been with them for about a month, month and a half now, and uh, going to introduce her by way of radio. So that's what's coming up this morning. Just a couple things going on that I wanted to mention. Last week we had at United Way our wrap up panel for our health investments for the next three years. Um, the uh, those guys really worked hard to understand the fifty to 20 different grants that were applied for at United Way um, in the subject of in the subject area of health and they just did a fantastic job um, you know coming up with some recommendations for my board of directors to consider um, and this week the investment panel um, that's going to be meeting is for economic mobility that's things like um, transitional housing for example and they're going to have their wrap up and then in September at our board meeting we're going to vote on what the recommendations are and uh, move it forward from there so that's been a really great process super proud of my uh, colleague Liz Fitzgerald who's guided that and um, J- uh, John J. Dinkle from Enterprise Bank, who's the volunteer who's led that, uh, you know, um, particular effort this this time around. So great job, guys. Really appreciate your hard work. Um, this week, a couple things going on that you should know about. Marguerite's Place, and I'm sure we'll mention this in a couple minutes, is having their business after hours with the Nashua Chamber of Commerce Wednesday evening. That's a monthly business after hours. 5.15 at uh, Marguerite's Place. Great place to go if you want to uh, learn a little bit more about Marguerite's Place and also network with some folks from the business community. Um, I, I go to the monthly uh, business after hours as a volunteer for the Nashua Chamber, as an ambassador, um, and uh, really enjoy those. And having it at Marguerite's Place is going to be great this week. And uh, wanted to mention also our sleep out. So coming up on September 20th, that is a week from Friday, we're going to be once again sleeping in a box in front of the community college and bringing together experts from different organizations that serve the community to talk about some of the issues related to homelessness and hunger in our community. And it's a fundraiser that has raised this thus far almost thirty thousand dollars we got a bit to go there and we're pretty excited about the progress that we're making and i've got uh, about 55 people signed up at this point who are actively pursuing that so there's there's definitely still room to give to support to donate and to participate in that event you can go to our website unitedwaynashua.org and get more information last but not least you know i just feel like i would be remiss in not mentioning that uh 
back in 1983 when I was a senior in high school, I got to go with my friends to go see The Who at the Los Angeles Coliseum. That is the last time I saw The Who. The Who is one of my favorite rock bands of all time, you know, my generation and whatnot. Um, Well, my daughter and her fiancé bought me tickets for my birthday to go this year to see The Who, and that is this Friday evening at Fenway. So I am super excited. What is that, 1983 to 2019 is like 36 years? That is way too long to see uh, Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey pull out their, uh, their A game. So we're pretty excited about that as well. With no further ado, I want to introduce somebody who has never been on our radio show before. His name is Angel. And he is um, leading an organization called Mission Life, and they are um, going to be going on a mission trip in just a couple of uh, weeks, I believe, and we're going to talk about that and uh, what that's all about, and if you're interested in getting involved, how you would do that. So, Angel, hey, welcome to our show. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for having me. So glad to have you on. So tell us a little bit about Mission Life, the organization, and what you guys have planned. Yeah, so Mission Life is a, uh, a nonprofit organization creating opportunities for children in um, second and third world countries um, for sponsors to help them overcome life's obstacles. Okay, so um, that's a fairly broad. Of course, there are a lot of <laughs> needs out there in the third in the third world, as as there are in the first world here in the United States. Um, what are some of the things that you've done in the past, and what are you planning on doing? Um, and I think it's just this in a month or so, about a month and a half. Yeah. Yes. So the the program is a hands on um, development program. So it's a social development where children um, meet at our partners organizations and they receive help with their education they receive a a hot meal every day and uh, spiritual guidance so basically we're looking to change the landscape of their lives Uh, instead of being on the streets uh, they actually have some uh, some education and some uh, guidance just for them to to change their lives and you have a uh, mission trip planned um, for, is it in October? October 17th, I believe, a team of eight people. We're going to our partners in Bogota, and uh, we're helping with construction. Uh, one of their programs help teenagers learn new skills. Uh, so they we are going to help them build a, a, a bake shop um, so they can just continue to teach these uh, teenagers something some some skill that they can actually go uh, and find jobs and just to, to help with the community that's fantastic so it's not like you're just going and doing something and coming back you're going and leaving a legacy which people can then turn around and uh, gain a life skill gain a career an avocation um, feed their family become economically stable and and mobile that's correct the idea is just to uh, provide them with resources and empower them to actually continue to grow so we help alleviate some of the physical needs but more importantly um, spiritual and intellectual so that they continue to uh, advance that's great and so how would a person is there still room for a person to get involved with this in this particular trip, no, but we are going to have more trips in the coming years. Okay, so um, is there a uh, there must be a fundraising component, a support component as well, obviously, because these things cost money to do what you're doing. How would a person get involved in supporting this initiative? Absolutely. So 
um, every trip requires uh, every person to raise their own funds. Plus, as a team, we raise funds to just help the project itself. Um, we do have in our through our website, you can um, sponsor a child, you can sponsor a trip, or just different projects that we have going on. Um, we recently launched a, a new child hope center in Rwanda, um, which is uh, just started about a month and a half ago. And uh, we launched it with 40 children um, that still need help, uh, you know, getting sponsors and just overall the, the functionality of the place. And I believe the website I found it while we were talking is missionlifechange.org. That's correct. Okay, very good. Um, now, are you going on this trip yourself, Angel? Yes, sir. Is this your first time going on one of these? No. What have you done in the past? So this, I'm going to say, is about my uh, 12th, 13th trip. Um, wow. I do it on a regular basis. Yeah. So I take um, teams uh, through my church or through our organization to different countries, uh, Colombia, Guatemala, and uh, like I mentioned, Rwanda's our uh, yeah. latest one. Okay. And um, so in Colombia, how did you choose to go to Bogota? What... what um, moved you to to pick that particular country and community to do this work great question so i grew up in colombia so i'm an immigrant from colombia and for uh 15 years i criticized the the violence and the corruption and the scarcity but uh just play a role of um doing nothing basically i just dedicate to uh to um have a life here and then three years ago I had this spiritual encounter that lead me into insight. And uh, that's how Mission Life was born. Um, I, I realized that I have uh, the skills and the resources to star the organization to help people connect with those children so that uh, they will have a, an opportunity, perhaps like I did, uh, coming to this country and get an education and just um, get, get ahead in life. That's fantastic. Um, any advice you would give somebody who's considering going with you, joining you on one of these mission trips? My advice is just to uh, really listen and obey to that call. Um, you know, I I tell every single person who's thinking about going on a mission trip to uh, go ahead and do it. Um, although it's not for everybody, uh, everybody should, should actually go on one of these because it's a life changer. Uh, every time you go into one of these countries and you get to see firsthand the struggles of people, the real struggles that we as Americans don't get to to live uh, through, it, it really gives you a different perspective, uh, not just in, in life, but in every single aspect of you know, family, friendship, uh, economy. Um, just you know, your spiritual right. walk, so, and you probably come back with a heck of a lot more than you're than you've given. It's oh. it changes your your heart. That's that's the best part of it. You every every trip I've uh, been to, I have thought in the in, before the trip that I was going to help, and the entire team thinks that you know they're going to go and do this great things with uh, with the people on on the country. And when you come back, you realize that you actually gain more than what you actually gave. That's fantastic. And I know my friend Greg, um, who introduced us, Greg Sherwin, um, is in my BNI group as well, um, is very excited about what, about getting involved here. Yeah. So, Angel, anything else you want to say because we're almost out of time? 
So just an invitation to uh, uh, take the time, look at what we're doing, and just empower people to uh, uh, help others, help children overcome life's obstacles as easy as in a sponsorship. And it's a relationship that we're trying to build uh, where we can actually influence these kids to uh, just um, do what they're best at. Sounds fantastic. So that is Angel Galvis. The organization is Mission Life Change. They are found online at missionlifechange.org. They have a contact us, sponsor us, get involved section to that website. And uh, if you want to do something, um, if you're local in our community and you want to reach out to the uh, you know the world beyond Greater Nashua and and change some lives, this might be just a really great way to do that. Thank you for coming on the show today, Angel. Thank you very much, Mike. All right, fantastic. So we are going to take our first break now. Our show is brought to you by Edstone Properties. Edstone Properties is one of our com- community's premier builders. They've been building homes for many, many, well, for decades, actually, and um, have generously sponsored our show since day one. So thank you for that. After the break, we will be back with our first um, our well, our next nonprofit interview, and that's going to be Don and John, the Don and John Show from the Gate City Bicycle Co-op, talking about what they're doing these days to help people get connected to bicycles in our community. You're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections or when it comes time to die with dignity. United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Well, good Monday morning. You know, that music, when it comes on, it's so soothing. It makes me like the second third of our show is sort of the mellow third of our show. I don't know why they put that music on there. I kind of said, let's uh, have something by the Eagles or whatever. And so that comes on every Monday morning between my first and my, well, at my first break. And I'm like, oh, good morning. You're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Gaffelberg, and we have the mellow music on. But that's not how I feel because I'm super amped up. We have some fabulous guests with us this morning in the studio. You know, each week we talk with two different nonprofits that serve the community of Greater Nashua. And these are organizations that are working day in and day out to make our community a place that is safer, stronger, healthier, happier, 
um, and just more educated. A great place to live and work. Um, this morning we have the Gate City Bicycle Co-op joining us. Now they've been on before and they've been around for you know about two three years now I think maybe lo- longer. We have um, John and Don, and I'm going to let both of them introduce their themselves with what they do at the co-op, and then we'll talk about what the co-op does and what's going on there these days. And um, there's some exciting stuff and um, some needs, and maybe you might be able to get involved in helping them out so gentlemen welcome to our show thank you thank you all right so i'm going to ask you both to speak just a little bit closer to the microphone straight into the microphone okay um and uh, it'll sound if you hear yourself really loud that means you're doing it correctly (laughs) okay great why don't we start why don't we start with you okay i'm john burkett i am the head mechanic at gate city bike co-op i repair bikes that come in we take bikes in the people don't want either they're taking up space in their garage or their basement or their shed we bring them in we fix them up and we give them away through to people in our community who are low or no income uh, the majority of our clients are adults who need uh, transportation year-round and they use our bikes in the winter and in the summer they go places where the buses don't go or don't go often enough and so what I do is I fix up bikes that come in and get them ready to be given away on our Monday open shops, and I also repair bikes that people bring in. Oh, so you repair bikes for people from the community who have gotten one of your bicycles or just to, need? It doesn't have to be one of ours. It can be one they they already have. Actually, it's easier if they have their own because we don't have to go out and find one for them. Then. I could have used you yesterday. My wife and I were going to go for a bike ride, and I had just recently taken my bike, take my, our bikes in for their annual tune-up. Um, and, um, I went to like lower them from the rafters and I had a flat tire Uh. and it was just not going to happen. So we went for a hike. That's very common. 90% of the bikes we have brought into us, the tires aren't pumped up and that's probably the biggest thing that we do. Yeah. My wife, my wife was mad at me. You could have helped me, John. Okay. Next <laughs> Maybe. time, give us a call. <laughs> well, next time I'll have her give you a call just to you know not be mad at me. Okay. You need to say something. You know, Kirsten, it's not his fault. It's the bicycle did it. <laughs> These are not like, like car tires. They go down, and you need to check them at least every couple of weeks. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And I did not check it for like last three months. So, And Don, how about yourself? What do you do at the co-op? Uh, well, I'm... The uh, how would you say it? I'm the president of the John Burkett Fan Club. The president of the John Burkett <laughs> Fan Club. I like that. What's the job description there? Well, I support John in any way that I can. I don't repair bike. They won't even let me near a bike. So, do um, you ride a bike? Oh yeah. Well, but so very, the, very infrequent. So they'll let you near your own bike. Yeah. Right. By the way, you could have brought your bike over to the I'm farmers Do- market. I'm in Dover. That's okay. Well, I would, yeah, that was not going to happen. So what do you guys do at the farmer's market? This is interesting. Well, we have a uh, canopy set up. Um, Paul Shea allows us to set up here uh, as a nonprofit, and we repair bikes at no charge. That's fantastic. So we take donations, obviously, and we have some bikes that uh, have been donated. Not all of them are uh, cannibalized or uh, used to make what we call Franken-bikes. Um, some of them are extremely nice, yeah. And uh, we sell those, and we keep the donations for um, buying helmets and locks because the the clients that we have 
uh, get a voucher either from the soup kitchen or Salvation yeah. Army or mental health and uh, that would allow them to get a, uh, a free bike, not new, but it's, it's all tuned up properly, and uh, a free helmet, new, and a free lock, that's also new. Uh, so it means that we have to uh, go out and uh, beat the drums and get some donations to buy these things. Yep. Uh, John estimates that it costs about $30 for each bike uh, that we get uh, to tune it all up. Uh, yesterday we sold one bike uh, for seventy five. For seventy five, that's good yeah. for two and a half bikes. Yeah, right. And you can buy some uh, helmets and locks Locks. with that. Right. Um, So we keep. We've been very fortunate. The money that we get, either through donations like Southern New Hampshire Medical Center, the Diocese of uh, Manchester, um, and um, individual donations of five, ten, twenty dollars, we bring that money over to the soup kitchen, who is our primary supporters. Right, uh, and we give them the money that we get. Uh, Erica, uh, the treasurer there, keeps a separate account. So I love that you're describing this because what 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 uh, Don is talking about is called fiscal agency, right. and right. the soup kitchen, the National Soup Kitchen Shelter, is a 501c3, is the umbrella organization for Absolutely. the Gate City Bicycle Co-op. We do quite a bit of that work at United Way, and I love when we have the opportunity to talk about it because my guess is somewhere along the way you guys said, "Hey, let's start a nonprofit," and and of course what you're doing for work is very nonprofit-ish in nature. But finding somebody like the Soup Kitchen or Harbor Homes or United Way to be your fiscal sponsor is very smart because it allows you to focus on the work of getting bikes out to the community and not the drudgery of filing a 990 and having an independent board of directors and having bylaws and insurance and and then your bank accounts and on and on and blah, 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 all that stuff, which is really just the bureaucracy of nonprofit um, existence. Right. Donna Marso is the one of the primary persons that we work with. As a matter of fact, she signs a large percentage of the vouchers. Um, John and I estimate that in the past, we've been doing this for a little over two years now, uh, and um, we didn't do good accountability of who we were giving the bikes to. Yeah. It took us a few months to get that. Uh, so, but we estimate that we've given somewhere around 900 bikes uh, in the past two years uh, so it's it's been very beneficial not only for the clients but also for the the uh, the bike enthusiasts John is a certified bike mechanic one of the very few around uh, the the we started off with three or four volunteers now we have approximately 25 and out of the 25 at least five of them are women and about three of them are teenagers. The success story John will tell you about was Faustin, uh, who came to us at the very beginning. John had nurtured him from the Boys and Girls Club. You want to let him know about Faustin? So before you do that, and I know Faustin as well, so I can't wait to hear that. And Faustin's fat. He's just an amazing, amazing young man. But I also always forget to mention this. Our show is not just live on the radio. Our show is also live on Facebook. And so, um, if you want to, if you want to tune in, and you also want to comment or ask a question or anything like that, that's really the best way to do it. Go to the United Way of Greater Nashua Facebook page, and you'll see a live feed um, right now. Sure. I mentioned this because Tony Atardo, 
who is a fan also perhaps of the John Burkett Club, um, just made a comment that I'm going to read. says, the Gate City Bike uh, uh, Gate City Bike is such a super job helping our residences. Our re- and so I'm not sure who Tony is with, but he loves you guys. Tony's one of our volunteers. He's, yeah, he's, he's, been, he's been with me since the beginning also. Right. Fantastic. Yeah. He always wanted to be a used car salesman. So we put him in charge. So you made him a used bike giveaway <laughs> guy right. instead. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but it's it's a it's a very important job because you Absolutely. have to match the the person with the bike and vice versa. And sometimes you have to train the people so that they can ride a bike. Most of our clients are adults. About twenty percent are, are kids. Um, but most of them are in their twenties, thirties, forties, fifties and sixties. And they rely on a bicycle to get around. They, they they don't have vehicles. Some of them don't have a license. Um, but they come to us seeking some means of transportation to get to work, to improve their job situation, uh, to make appointments and such. So uh, many of the, we see our clients uh, practically every day. Um, they're, they're, we had at least three of them that came to the farmer's market yesterday. Uh, and it's, it's just a, a large number of people that not only rely on their bikes to get a bike, but also, also to maintain them. Last Monday, we actually had more people. We had about roughly 24 people that brought bikes in to be fixed. Some were like 10-minute jobs, but others we had to... It hang on to because yeah. it took it took me hours to fix some of those. Right, right. Yeah, I can I can imagine. We jump, we lock up John at the school with one of the the school was that one of the bike locks. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we chain him to this corner, and he he spends eight hours a day fixing bikes. So, well, <laughs> you know, there are worse things you can do with your day, so I, I, I'm, I'm not going to judge that at all. Um, what I did want to mention also that there's a lot of information available on your website for mm-hmm. people who are looking oh, to, to contact you. That's uh, Gate City Bike Co-op, gatecitybikecoop.org. Um, and I'm 100% certain that if you forget that or don't write that down, that you can contact either the Nashua Soup Kitchen and Shelter um, or contact me over at United Way, and we'll connect you to the to these guys at the Gate City Bike Co-op. So one of the things I definitely wanted to mention while we're talking today is you're in look you're looking for new digs. You're where you've right. been operating out of is um, ultimately going to be renovated by the Nashua Soup Kitchen and Shelter for new shelter space. Exactly. So um, what is it that you're looking for, and when is this going to happen, and how can somebody who maybe has a space available step up to the plate? Right over your right shoulder. That's (laughs) where I want to go. So uh, so Don Don is pointing at at Alex Shoe's store. And so my suggestion is Tim Cummings or Mayor Jim Donches, if you heard that, you know, just call Don. He would love it. She would love that space. If you decide not to do a a, performing arts center and instead you want to do the bike co op. Or until a performing arts center. Or until. Okay, there you go. It may be a month or two before they get going on that. So Yeah, so what kind of space are you looking for? What's your ideal? Uh, what, truly, all joking aside, we we like being in the downtown area. Where we are now is about a block from the soup kitchen. We're within two or three blocks of most of the major shelters in town. 
So this is where our clientele is. Um, the further you get away from downtown, the more difficult it would be for our clientele to get to us. If we had the perfect space down near Pheasant Lane Mall, it would be almost useless because our clientele just can't get there. Mm-hmm. So we would like, ideally, about 2,000 square feet somewhere n- near the city center. It does not have to be beautiful. It can be something that uh, needs work. It could be something that the, that the owners just can't rent out because it needs so much renovation. We don't care. Uh, we'll gladly take it and, and provide the owners with their tax write-off, and we'll even give them naming rights. It can be it can be the X Corporation presents the Gate City Bike Co-op, and we'll very gladly put that on the sign. And we'll do sweat equity. We're happy to try and help fix it up. Sure, absolutely. So about two thousand square feet, somewhere near somewhere near the downtown core, which is you know walkable for many of your clients. Exactly. Um, or I'd imagine anything that was directly on a bus a bus spur would also be probably right. suitable as well. It would help. Right. Okay. Um, that's that's good to know. And if anybody out there has a space available or knows of a space that they might be able to donate, um, and you don't need it doesn't need to be forever either, because you kind of it's not like you're going to do a heavy duty fit up to make no. the co op work there. No. And the thing is, we've actually gone international, if you will. Uh, there's a company called the Park Tool Company. It is the largest manufacturer of tools that are specific for repairing bikes. And uh, this is this is the largest company in the world. A few months ago, they recognized the Gate City Bike Co-op and um, uh, named us as one of the ten uh, organizations in, in the world. And they gave us a donation, not of money, but of tools. But the, yep. the, the value is, is incredible. It's, it's well immeasurable. Over. Because yeah. it allows us to bring a lot more volunteers in. We don't have to have you don't have to have your necessarily your own tools just to work on the bikes. Right, that's fantastic. Now you were, we started to talk about Faustin yes. as an as an example. Faustin is a young man yeah. from I believe the Congolese community. He's, he's from Rwanda. From Rwanda. Yeah, yeah. He was born in a refugee camp. Yep. He had never seen a bike until he came here. He, they arrived here in this country about six seven years ago. So how did Fawson get involved with the bike co-op, and what has that led to? A number of years ago, about four or five years ago, I started spending a couple hours a week at the Boys and Girls Club doing training of, of some of the, the teens on bike repair. And Fawson was one who was came every week. I showed him how to use the tools, and he got to the point where he was very good on his own. And then when we started the co-op, uh, he came over, and he's been working with us every Monday for about two years now. And about six months after we started the co-op, uh, he got a job at Goodale's. He's, so he's now a, uh, a mechanic there, which is great for us because he brings some knowledge that we don't necessarily have. Yep. And uh, he's gone international. We had, a, we had an article about us in the National Telegraph, which got picked up by Associated Press and actually went 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 to U.S. News and Business Report. Basically, magazine came in and did a video forum that you can find on YouTube. And he's just a pretty spectacular guy. I think he's going to go someplace. He's a senior at at Nashua South now, and I think he's going to be a, a guy to watch. That's fantastic. Yeah, and he's a super nice young man. And I've seen him um, in his element at Goodell's. And there was an article in the Telegraph about him as well. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm looking at your website again, and your wish list is is pretty extensive. So I'm just going to tell people if, you, if any of this besides besides 2,000 square feet in the downtown area. <laughs> You know, a building that says Alex Shoes on the side. Um, they're also looking for donations of bikes, bike parts, accessories, um, bike parts that are in good shape, lights, helmets, locks, bike tools are always welcome. Volunteers, you're a 100% volunteer-driven, volunteer-run organization. And um, a big shout-out to your sponsors, including Good Ales, Nashua House of Pizza, and Bagel Alley. I bet you they supply you food for mm-hmm. your volunteers. Yep. Good choices there. And Southern New Hampshire Health, who I know has been a great partner with you as well. They have yeah. Been. yeah, the bagels are not only for the volunteers, but we share them with the clients as well. Do you so share them with people who put you on the radio also? I brought some. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. This is by. I'm just going to say this is my my favorite new nonprofit. <laughs> hey guys, guess what? We're about out of time. Yep. So anything last? Any last words regarding the the Gate City Bike Co-op? Well, we're, we want to talk about the, what we have uh, in planning stage. Okay, let's do that real quick. We only have okay. about 30 seconds left. Okay, we're going to try and set up a program where we're going to be recognizing. You know, kids that are wearing helmets so working with local groups and the police department to hand out a ticket to a kid who's who's caught wearing a helmet which would be good for an ice cream or a slice of pizza or something like that that's fantastic did you have do you have to by law wear a helmet if you're under 16 or under 18 here? i believe that's true yes okay so um that's a good that's a good thing uh, somebody who's actually like abiding by the law i know as an adult you don't have to wear a bike helmet here in new hampshire that's you don't also yeah i know that's the whole live free or die hi it's so annoying okay but guys great job we love the work you're doing Thank you um, we wish you all the best in your search for a new home for the Gate City Bike Co-op. i got to say one more thing. Go ahead, Don. It's, a, it's ironic that your last guest, his name was Angel. Yeah. So we get, we, we, an angel came on before we did. Our very first client, his name was Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> and that flipped me out. <laughs> I knew we were doing the right you guys thing. Do, yes, yeah, so if you got Jesus on your side, you guys are probably doing yeah. the right thing. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, got to go. Um, so you are, uh, we're going to take our next break. Our show is brought to you by um, Edstone Properties, one of our community's premier builders for many, many years now. Um, after the break, we will be back on with our next guest, which is Marguerite's Place. We'll have Hannah and Krista talking about what they're doing um, over at Marguerite's Place for women and their for uh, for homeless women and families in our community. You're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. Join me, Bob Bartis, every Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. for Books and Crooks, where I bring together local law enforcement and local librarians for a community information hour. We educate the public with one book and one cop at a time. We talk about what's trending and what's happening in Hollis, Hudson, Merrimack, and Nashua. Join me, Bob Bartis, every Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. for Books and Crooks here on WSMN 1590. Edstone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edstone offers highly 
valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. The Village Network was created for only one reason, to keep those 62 and older in their home as long as possible, ideally for the rest of their life. The Village Network is the answer for children who do not live nearby and worry about their parents being able to remain independently and safely at home. The Village Network has a network of trusted providers and volunteers who provide transportation, home repair, home-delivered meals, grocery shopping, and others who are there to help when you need them. We can even find someone to walk your dog. The Village Network does not charge thousands of dollars of upfront costs for services you may never need. With the Village Network, you only pay for services when you need them. Become a member of the Village Network today by calling 603 891 Zero 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 eight. That's six zero three eight nine one zero 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 eight. The Village Network. Become a member today. Well, good Monday morning. You're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking with the nonprofits in our community. They're making this place where we live and work a, a better place to live um, because it's smarter, safer, healthier, and happier. This morning, we have with us two guests from Marguerite's Place. Marguerite's Place is one of those organizations that's been serving the community for many years, um, primarily providing transitional housing for homeless mothers and uh, just run a fantastic program. We have with us Krista Tsukrenzis. Krista's a friend of mine from lots of different things, but including the Nashua Chamber of Commerce as, a, as an ambassador. And we have also Hannah Stoller, that's like stroller, but it's Stoller, and she is the brand spanking new executive director over at Marguerite's Place. Just joined about, I don't know, how long was that, Hannah? A month and a half ago? Two months? I think we're at two months. Two months. So I'm going to ask you guys both to make sure you talk close to the microphones, maybe an inch or two away. Um, these microphones are, are um, pretty sensitive, and if I have to turn them up too loud, they're going to hear all the traffic in the background as well, which is super annoying. So, Hannah, welcome to the show, and welcome to Nashua. Thanks for having me. Well, we are so glad that you are with us, and uh, Krista, welcome back as well. Thank you, Mike. So, um, let's just right out of the gate, let's talk about Marguerite's Place. What is your mission? How are you changing lives in our community? I'll, I'll let you take that, Hannah. Sure. So, uh, this is Marguerite's Place 25th anniversary, so we've been around in Nashua for uh, a good amount of time. We were started by... Uh, two sisters, Sister Sharon and Sister Elaine from the Grey Nuns, uh, who had the mission of supporting 
full families, so uh, mothers in transition or in crisis and their children. So what that looks like is uh, on Palm Street, 87 Palm Street, uh, here in Nashua, we have uh, 10 apartment units that uh, full families move into, fully furnished, fully equipped, down to sheets, pillows, pots, and pans. Um, and then uh, parents are supported uh, through case management, supports, resources to help them plan for their next step. Families can stay for around two years, but that really varies. Uh, but in addition, we also, like I said, support full families. So we run a uh, fully licensed child care program on site, which provides uh, not only uh, child care for parents so that they can get back up on their feet, but also uh, focuses on trauma-informed care for children, knowing that uh children who have experienced uh, homelessness have also experienced trauma as well, and so we really focus on providing uh, a safe place to call home uh, to rebuild from that provides safety and stability. And then we also run an organization that's uh, kind of our sister organization called MP Housing, which includes 10 uh, condo units that are spread across Nashua, and that uh, is longer-term housing for families who are ready to move on from our transitional living program but might not be quite ready to be at market rate rent yet very good and i see geraldine Cirodella has joined us on facebook as well so i should just remind our audience that we are also live on facebook just go to the united way of greater nashua facebook page that's the best place to leave a comment or a question if you have one for hannah and krista about marguerite's place while we're talking and um so your job over at marguerite's place krista is you're the development director right yes so that makes you like sort of the salesperson right exactly what is it so i love the idea if you don't mind describe for our audience because i think it's important for people to know um, how they can support marguerite's place describe a typical what's the day in the life of crystal look like when you're out fundraising or trying to get support it is very different every single day which i love um there's many 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 ways that people can support us we have um, an army of volunteers an army of supporters, business sponsors, individual donors, all of those all come together and give us the support that we need and that we've depended on for 25 years now. Um, the biggest thing coming up is building awareness around our events and what we have going on. And I think I've been there a little over two years and the best thing that I love is when I'm out talking to people, I feel like I've only met one person who hasn't heard of us and that's to me tells a lot about what we're doing for the community and even if someone doesn't know exactly what we do they have heard of us and it it sparks an interest so the more that we can make them aware of what we do um, I've met people oh I've heard of you I didn't know you had a child care center and that is a huge part of our program so building that awareness so on a typical day I could go to a chamber ambassador meeting in the morning um, a meeting with a donor in the afternoon, and then work at a golf tournament that evening. So it's it's really all over the place, but it's it's fun and it's really um, getting the word out about what we do. I think being in a development director is a unique type of a skill set and a unique personality. Very outgoing person who it takes to do that. Um, but I tend to think that um, these are some of the people who love their jobs more than pretty much anybody else. If you if you have a sociable personality, which Krista does, then you're gonna then you, if you are interested, I'm just gonna say if you're interested ever in getting involved with a, with a nonprofit and you have an outgoing personality, maybe you have a sales background, um, you should talk with one of us about about the role 
role of development director and how maybe to switch switch jump ship from that whole you know ugh, for-profit sector and like do, do some good with your life man if you're listening and do some good that's exactly what i did two years ago yeah um, abs- absolutely I left a great 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 organization and a great boss and um i just had to had to make the leap yeah fantastic um, and we talk about sales but i mean it's it's an easy sell. I mean, well, it's, absolutely. A, it's an amazing place with an amazing programs and amazing people. So well, the, it's, what you're selling somebody yeah. is the feeling that they're changing the world in a way that means right. something to them. And that's that's a whole different thing from selling somebody a car. And changing you the know? world, it's you could change one person's world. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Absolutely. Some of the success stories are just, they just speak for themselves. Well, that's what I love about Marguerite's Place, you know, um, that it is that full family impact of if you change a mom's world, you change their kids' world, and that there's a generational return on that that is not just focused on one person. It You can change the pathway of future generations in providing that intervention and that support when it's most needed. So that's what's so exciting for me, those small moments can have this huge return for people absolutely and i I see my friend rob prunier joined the show now christy you know rob as well don't you i believe so yeah so rob um i heard he's buying a table at our gala (laughs) (laughs) call us i I think i heard that on the street (laughs) you heard it here rob Rob is a big community supporter he's um, with harvey construction and um Rob, by the way, thank you. You um, were a supporter at the Bishop's Charitable um, event last, um, I think it was Thursday, and I was the recipient of one of the tickets, got to go. It was a pretty nice, pretty nice affair, but I had to leave before we got the chance to talk to each other. My stomach was just bugging me, so sorry about that, Rob, but we'll catch up with each other, I'm sure, at one of the chamber events coming up soon. By the way, talking about chamber events coming up soon, Hannah, are, we're going to be at your place, is it Wednesday evening? This Wednesday, yeah, and the weather is looking nice, which yes. we're excited about because we're going to host everyone outside right. on our back playground area. Oh, Oh, fantastic! That's really great out there. I love your guys' playground. You redid it a couple yes. years ago, and it's really it's really cute. Yeah, it's very peaceful back there, right in the city. Yeah, absolutely, very good. And how many people are you expecting? Any idea? Probably seventy-five to hundred around. Um, it's helpful if people pre-register, so they can go on the chamber website and uh, pre-register for the event. You also get entered into a special prize drawing for pre-registration, but gives us a little idea of what to expect and. You can find information on parking. Um, it's a little limited, but we've worked out with some local businesses, um, Romy's, the Plus Company, and Crossway Christian Church specifically. And yeah, Sean par- Nelson. For- parking on your street is, is always a challenge. It is. It is. But there's little areas around, and the other side of Palm Street as well you can park at. And Sean Nelson from PAL is driving a shuttle around for us, so everyone knows him. Look for him driving around. He'll pick you up, and he'll drop you off. Is Sean driving door. it himself? He is. I, I, Front door service from from Sean. Well, I'm definitely going to take that. I'm going to definitely <laughs> yes. do that because, like, being like, and I'm going to have like spit wads or something, like you like like you have when you're on the school bus. You'll be the kid in the backseat. Absolutely, with Sean Nelson. You betcha. Absolutely, you absolutely. That is so funny. So, um, your website for those who are interested in learning more about Marguerite's Place um, online is a really good way to do that. You guys have a fantastic website. I know you recently redid it, and it seems very functional. A lot of information is just marguerite'splace.org. That's www.marguerite'splace.org, and there's information there about how to get connected, um, what what they do, um, how to support them as a volunteer, lots of different information there. 
So, Hannah, you've been here in Nashua for, did you say two months now? Two months. And so, first impressions? I, so, in various interviews as onboarding to this job, I was, um, everyone said to me over and over again, you will be so impressed with the community engagement level, and you know, everyone says that, so I just assumed they were just blowing hot air, and I have been blown away by um, you know, Krista said it earlier, we have an army of volunteers. We have, you know, Sean driving the shuttle at our <laughs> business after hours. There's, Absolutely. There is something about um, Nashua that there is just buy-in, which I think is uh, huge for nonprofits, being able to operate, being able to have people referred to us, and uh, and to have donors coming to our gala or to our business after hours. So it, um, uh, I've been really impressed by that. It's taken me, you know, one of the beauties of Marguerite's place is the number of people in and out of the doors every day. So we have uh, our residents who live there and their kids. I've mastered all their names. We have <laughs> child care families who are just community members who use our child care center. I'm working on their names, but we have uh, at least four or five volunteers on site making lunch, uh, helping us with uh, development stuff, different stuff every day. And so I guess my biggest challenge has been continuing to wrap my uh, head around all of the names uh, and the people that keep the place running. So that's been um, probably the most impressive part of Nashua uh, for me. It's a it's a big place with a kind of a small town heart. That is absolutely right. Nashua is not that big that, uh, you know, you get lost in it, but it's big enough that there are resources available. Um, we're about out of time, guys, so I'm going to have to kind of cut it short. Go ahead, Krista, one last one last thing. One last thing. As part of our, our 25th anniversary, we're hosting our anniversary gala on October 19th at the Event Center Courtyard Marriott. And you can get tickets on our website and um, look, still looking for accepting business sponsorships as well. So I'm going to say two more things then. Um, one is congratulations. You guys had an over-the-edge team for the, I think, third year in a row, fourth third year in a row and you did great which is awesome um a lot, a lot of fun um but you're also participating in this year's sleep out um i know hannah's kind of on the fence about this but krista <laughs> is all in and is once again sleeping going to be box. yeah krista and i are sleeping in a sleeping together in a box yep. on in front of the community college next friday and saturday um if you want to support marguerite's place through that effort you can go to our website at United Way and UnitedWayNashua.org. Look on the events tab. Click on the link for the sleep out. And you'll find under teams when you go there, Marguerite's Place has its own team. You can join their team and help support them, or you can find their team and make a donation to support them. So that's another way in which you can get involved with helping out with Marguerite's Place. Sue, we are just at that magical time when we're out of time. You've been listening to the United Way Community Connection Show here on WSMN 1590 AM. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We will be back next Monday morning with two great new interviews. Hope for Nashua will be on. First time, and NeighborWorks Southern New Hampshire will be back with us. Um, they've been on once before. Until next week, I would uh, just ask you and remind you to be kind to one another because great things really do happen when we live united.